Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Well, welcome back, or welcome, depending on if you've ever listened to us before, to Season 5, Episode 1. We have our preview season where we talk about all sorts of fun stuff about the upcoming ice fishing season. The preview topic is Season Preview. I don't know, my, our notes may be problematic there. Preview topic, Season Preview. We really are talking about gear this time, Jason. It really is. It is it's gear. really about gear. It is about goals. It is about... getting amped up and excited about ice fishing right exactly i mean we're not quite there yet where you can actually do ice fishing except maybe in alaska but but we're we're gonna talk about it we're getting geared up we are getting prepared goals goals all right so season five jay we are at 50 episodes pretty crazy huh i had to find my microphone today (laughs) it was in a closet i found it it was in the closet yeah. Mine was right where I left it on my desk. But well, I'm not rich like you. Rich, <laughs> yeah. All right. I have a desk. All this first world crap. A desk. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so Jay, do you have a, a beverage ready for tonight? I, I, I do. I do. May May I elaborate on my beverage thoughts? Because I have a a season plan for beverages this year. Oh my! I don't have a season plan. I just so, have a night plan. Well, last year, do you recall? I tried fancy different beers every time and how many times out of season four do you think i actually liked a beer i drank i think the number one comment was it tastes like carpet it tastes like carpet almost every one of them so (laughs) i i i after the last season i had a moment of reflection and i thought i'm not doing that again and so i thought (laughs) but you got to have a theme and so my theme this year is going to be old man beers Old man beers. Old man beers. And so tonight, because I couldn't drive to Chicago to find my number one old man beer, I am drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mmm, very nice. Now, I'm taking it one step further tonight, Jeff. Because not only am I drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon, I have paired it. And I don't think I can see it in the camera here. For those that are ice... Oh, yeah, I'm just showing that they're in there. The iced oatmeal cookie dispenser. Yep. I have that locked and loaded. Give me an iced oatmeal cookie with my PBR. <laughs> Make sure you know how to operate. Does that come with a license <laughs> or an goes. instruction manual? There, I just shot a cookie out at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going I'm to eat my iced oatmeal cookie, and I'm going to drink my PBR. And there we go. Ah, there it is. And the cookie... A cookie, I don't know if ice oatmeal cookies and beer go together. Nothing gets me in the ice fishing mood better than a PBR, an old man beer, ice oatmeal cookie. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to roll. Well, I, I think I'm sticking with the theme of uh, kind of maybe fancier beers. So I have a Indeed Brewing Company from Minneapolis. Pistachio, Indeed you do. Yeah. Pistachio Cream Ale. It says ale with pistachio flavor added. Pistachio. 
It has no real like story, like you know how they have stories sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, we were at the brewery, and I had this beer, and it is legit. It is my favorite, and I may have won this in a a football bet. We tend to bet six packs around here, and I won this. So this is free beer and pretty tasty. So here we go. Mm, just as good as I remember it. That sounded pretty good, Jeff. It is good. Is it carpet tasting or is it non-carpet tasting? It is not carpet tasting. It is not an IPA. It is just an ale, but it's really good. It's pistachio cream ale. I like and pistachios. So I might I might actually like that. I think you would. I about choked to death on a cookie, so I had to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good now. I'm out of practice. <laughs> All right. So uh, show business. Uh, patron, not Patron. Great way to support the show. Um, we have a couple new levels, and um, you get a hat. We have brand new hats that we had made up with the new logo you can see behind me. Those are created, and you can, you know, if you're at the right level, you can get a free hat. I think we have one person at that level, so go check those out. Um, we have... A handful of patrons, so I appreciate your support. You help us pay for, um, support, you know, keeping the show online and, and some of our costs. Um, Keeps our wives happy. Yeah, or, we can be like, hey, well, we less pay unha- for- Maybe less unhappy. <laughs> we pay for just a <laughs> tiny slice of what we spend on this show yep. with help. And you can you can find that on our webpage, hardwatershow.com slash patron. Jay, the next thing we want to talk about is uh, updates to our merch this year. We have... Uh, a whole new setup for our merch this year for Hardwater Show gear. Yep, we're going to start the season with a ability for you guys to order merchandise directly from a web link that we're going to put on our media, both on our Facebook, Instagram, and on our, our web page. And the advantage of that is you can go in and order whatever size you want from a, a certain, like a t-shirt, sweatshirt, um, and it'll get shipped directly to your house. Um, we'll have it, the order open for a couple of weeks you'll pay directly through that vendor website and they'll ship it directly to you. So it'll be exciting. We'll have it, we'll have all that set up for you guys and you can be sporting our stuff. And Jason, when is that going to go live? Jeff, we're going to have that live hopefully by October 29th. Awesome. The, that's the end of the week. That's Friday. Yeah. Um, this podcast should be dropping on that day and it should be open that day. Okay. That's exciting. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you can get there by going to hardwatershow.com slash merch. Anywhere the interwebs are sold. Somehow somebody renamed the internet to the interwebs at some point in our life, and I don't know why, but that's what it is. <laughs> Just roll with it. Just roll with it. <laughs> All right. You can um, find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, our website, hardwatershow.com. We have a YouTube page. Been there lately, Jay? No. Mm-mm. No. No, but I might start posting to it, so we'll see. I'll let you know. Awesome. All right. Very good, very good. And uh, just remember, if you send us emails at hardwareshow at gmail.com, remember, we do read everything. Even if it doesn't make the show, we try to respond and get back to everybody. Sounds awesome. I know. I'll, uh, yeah, we'll probably start checking our email again now we're starting to show up. Yeah, in the summer, in like July, it might not be a real quick response. But. No, no, pretty pretty bad response probably in july <laughs> really the the best way probably if we monitor any one medium probably well two would probably be facebook and instagram are probably yeah. the easiest 
most direct way to get a hold of us. For sure. All right. So uh, current news and events. You wouldn't think in very late October that we would have any new, any new current events, but we have two of them. The first one, we have our very first person who went through the ice. Was there ice? Was that officially ice, or they just drove into a pond with their ice shack on? <laughs> um, it said there was skim ice, so I don't okay. know. I mean, it was in Wisconsin. Yeah, they said um, alcohol was a factor. <laughs> I bet it was probably a primary factor. Yeah, probably so a primary. Take a random guess. Yeah, probably a primary factor. So I, we put this... I would note it's also October in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's in Minnesota too, and even in Iowa, it's still it's still October. I know. Uh, but but yeah, somebody drove their wheelhouse and pickup truck into the lake. I mean, I don't think you can describe it as falling through because I'm pretty sure you would just drive into the lake. It depends on the velocity, I think. <laughs> How yeah. hard they hit it. And the second thing, so there are a few ice fishing shows coming up, so this is worth noting. So the very first one I know about, I'm really hoping I can go this weekend. I've got a super busy weekend with swim meets and sports and stuff. But this Saturday and Sunday, which would be October, it would be October 30th and 31st um, at the Adrenaline Sports Center in Blaine. Thorn Brothers in the past has put this on, and it's like a trick or trap kind of thing mm-hmm. but but not like a commercial one right like it was if you have a pretty unique ice shack you can bring it in and they'll like you know you can just check them out and see what people have done i mean and people do some really cool stuff so it's getting bigger because it used to just be outside kind of at their thorn brothers and thorn brothers is not a huge place so um they have a few speakers talk about ice fishing check out some shacks um, I think it's it's a lot smaller than like the the big St. Paul ice fishing show or some of the others, but I think one's the first one, so we're all getting excited about ice fishing, and two, they have some cool stuff there, so um, some cool seminars. So that'll be this weekend at the Adrenaline Sports Center in Blaine. I think the next one coming up that I know of then is in um, South Dakota. I believe there's one the coming up a few weeks after that, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple more, you know, like the St. Paul one's coming in early December. Ice fishing show season is starting. Super exciting. I know. And I'm really hoping to get there this weekend, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think you have a better chance of making it than I do. I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It's only 10 minutes from my house, right? But it's... Yeah, yeah, you need to go. And report back. It's your assignment. It's for the, for the podcast. For the podcast, yeah. I know. You got to do it for the podcast. All right. Um, fishing report. Uh, I don't have much. Fishing on Malax this fall was tough. I didn't do very well. I put my boat away because I had four weekends of busyness. So I haven't fished for like a month. Well, you're doing better than I am. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I did fish and I did catch walleyes, but it's been a few weeks. All right. Yeah. So so the main focus of tonight is gear, Jason. It is. How exciting. I mean, we like to talk about gear on we, the show. We do. We do. Yeah, I've I've got I've done some research. I will say as a whole, I did not see a lot of like groundbreaking new products, right? It's innovation, not like brand new inventions, right? Yeah, I, mean, I would agree. You're gonna get a little better hub shack, you're gonna get a little better flip over shack, maybe. It's just new colors. Right? So, I mean 
there, there's not a lot of like super new things. You know, I think about innovations like electric ice augers were big for a while. They're pretty much mainstream now. There's a couple new things there. Uh, but, you know, overall, nothing super huge that I saw. But there are a few things. First thing was, and this is, I think, is a smaller vendor. I think this is a guy doing this, right? Just based on his website and stuff. Yep. Uh, J-Rope. And it's not even mine. No, it's not even Jay's. I wish yeah, it was. I know. What a good idea. I think this is more is. up Oli's alley, to be perfectly honest. Probably. Yeah. But um, so I put a video on our our, our Facebook page. Uh, it came from Mac. I saw it on Hardwater Freaks from Max. Basically, it was like a, a well-tied rope that you can put around your body. So when you're out early ice pulling your sled, you know, it just goes around your body and you use it to drag your sled around pretty standard but the nice thing was it was actually a, a well a long rope that was kind of put together in a way that it was much longer right so in the video um they're fishing in alaska um i think it was this year they said it was actually they're already ice fishing up in alaska and somebody fell through now i think it was still kind of a scripted it was a well done video but it was not authentic like I don't think it was a real life situation. The Could person be. didn't actually fall through, you don't think? They did fall through, but I think but, they meant to. Yeah, sure. Right. But I could be wrong. It, it was actually better done than I've seen. <laughs> but um, so he. Did the fact able, that there was high quality video of this emergency event lead you to believe maybe it was staged? Yeah, that might be part of it, right? It seemed like a little too convenient. <laughs> A little too convenient, but because usually when you watch the videos of something like that, like you're like, would you just stop and hold the camera? Like the guy's waving the phone all over, and you're like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> hold on, is that in 4K? Did you press the 4K button? I really need to <laughs> feel this. I, know. I need to feel I know. it. It's cool though. It's actually a pretty good safety video to watch. But his rope, this J rope. One that's primary reason most days is to pull your ice shack around. You put it around your cross body kind of and hook it up to your ice shack. And, you know, you don't have to hold the rope. You know, it can, can go this. But that's not really a new concept. But when this person fell through the ice, he was able to take his shorter rope, kind of untie it so it was a much longer rope so he could, like, throw it to the person that was falling through the ice so he didn't mm -hmm. have to fall through also. So um, it was only $30, and that seemed pretty reasonable. I mean, you're going to pay... I don't know, 10 bucks for a hunk of rope, you know, for 30 bucks, you get a carabiner and maybe, you know, go out there. They seem to focus on the lightweightness of it. It was a very lightweight rope. I don't know. I suppose you wouldn't want a super heavy rope, but. Well, because you, I mean, you got to carry the whole thing around anyway. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Looked cool. Just something I actually just ran across today. So the second thing, um, this is from Clam. This is one of one. So I actually think, and we might get into this some more, but we've been in the tungsten era, right? Right? The tungsten yep. era. What did this probably happened about five years ago? Suddenly, tungsten dropper jigs were the thing to have, right? You could now you could get your lure down there, and it could be tiny super awesome before you'd fidget with these light lures and it was super hard to get to the deeper water and you know your line would twist and i don't know it sounds like an infomercial right yeah <laughs> a little then, bit yeah <laughs> oh you, you know but then we came in the tungsten era and it was awesome because you had this heavy weight it was still small for a small panfish and it would drop down there but last year i saw this too and um widowmaker has a couple of these that are more fluttery 
but clam has one out. It's called the clan ribbon leech spoon. So I called it like anti tungsten. It's kind of going back to an era of like, like more of a flutter, you know, cause when you have a tungsten jig, when you jig it, it goes up and it goes down, right? Like, I mean, it, it's quick. And in the flutter spoon, you know, you get some action to it. It flutters. Just a different thing. So I, I looked at this, and, and I have a leech, clam leech spoon. Okay. And so I had to read, and it looks almost identical to what the picture is on this. So I had to look at it more closely. And they just took that original kind of graphic, and they improved on the design to give it more of a flutter on the sure. way down. Sure. So there was one problem I saw though. Do you notice how much it costs? Yeah, it's it's kind of obscene to be honest. <laughs> Fourteen if I may dollars. Be so, if I may be so bold, I thought, is that for four of them? I know. Fourteen dollars. Fourteen like, bucks. Like I mean, no. What do you think the markup is on that? Oh, I don't know. Like, what do you think the cost of manufacture is? Now, I don't know. What I will tell you though is if I bought one. And I caught twice as many walleyes as everybody else. It's no, worth you're, the you're, price. Okay, I think it... I'm looking on their website, Jeff. I don't... The kit is $14. Oh. Yeah, okay. the Ribbon Leech Flutter Spoon Kit. There's three different... They're, they're six bucks a pop. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm glad you fixed that because I would have yeah. been like... I yeah, was we would have got a correction on there letters. probably from Jeff or oh, from my. Dave. Or, or at least from Clam. Like, what are you telling me? Yeah. Unless it yeah. was like it's worth fourteen dollars and they could have sold more. I don't know. Yeah, retail on their on their website is uh, okay. five ninety nine, which is still, you know, I would. I think still that's going venture to guess that it's like a ten thousand percent markup, but whatever. I mean that that's kind of what a what are things cost, unfortunately. So yeah, I mean, but if it works, six dollars is worth it, and you know you have to have two. Yeah, and you have to have multiple colors. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all so, of the things. So you're still going to spend $14, but at least you get a couple, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I thought that looked interesting. Um, so then this led me down a rabbit hole, Jay. Uh-oh. And, and this next item is not new. In fact, it's probably older than any other lure we've ever talked about. I thought this was supposed to be new gear. Not well, gear Jeff remembered. This is more like, you know how it's cool to be like the old things come back to be cool again? I keep waiting for us to get cool again, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> we must not be old enough yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need, yeah. well the, the, the lure I'm talking about is the daredevil, the red and white daredevil. You fished with such a thing, right, Jay? I fished with one this summer and last winter, actually. And did you catch fish? No. Oh, well... I saw a YouTube video. They were catching fish. But the more interesting part was like, um, I read some history about it. You know, it was developed towards the end of the World War Two, Or no, World War One. I'm sorry, World War One. It, it was called the, you know how it's called Daredevil, but it's not spelled devil? Mm-hmm. It's spelled differently. That was because the guy who invented it was worried about his pastor thinking it was a bad name for lures so like called it a daredevil rather than a daredevil <laughs> okay so i don't know i thought that was interesting but um there again i looked one up and it was like 13 bucks i don't know it seemed kind of expensive i 
you can buy those. I don't think. <clears throat> I think you're on the wrong site to buy stuff. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah, so it's spelled Daredevil, like D E V L E versus D I D E V I L. So it's church friendly, I guess. I'm gonna start selling you stuff. Three ninety nine at Cabela's. I don't know. Oh boy. Anyways, I don't know where what website you're shopping at, but holy cow! I don't know. Yeah, here it is. It says Eppinger, who who's the person who designed that, changed the spelling Daredevil D E V L E in order to appease religious sensitivities of church going folks who might be offended by the word devil in print. Well, but but that's a thing. So yeah, there you go. 1918, it came out. That's awesome, and that thing still catches fish. That's made the same company makes uh, red eyes. Yep, lures. Caught a, I've caught quite a few fish on those over the years. Not during winter, but summer. They were probably not thirteen dollars in nineteen eighteen. No, they were not. <laughs> not at all. All right, what do we got next? Moving on. Moving on. All right, we are looking at the clam lookout hub shack. What makes this so special? So what makes this special? I'm going to share this. All right. Can you see that, Jay? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at it on the website. You, okay. So but I can see it on your screen, too. Yeah. So you can see the outlook. So the big thing is it has more windows. So you know how, and I've actually noticed this with my otter that I bought last year. You know, it's hard to see. If you have tip-ups out there and they have one little window that's triangle on the one side, mm-hmm. you can't see your tip-ups. Well, see, they put little windows in the corners here, too, so you can see out. And hmm. So those will work for the first time you take the shack out before they crack and before they get full of ice. But at least you can't see. Is this one of the deals that works on warm days only? Yeah, it works on warm days. No. I mean, really, they're pretty good. Um, I mean, it seems like a good idea to be able to see better and see your tip-ups. I don't know if the clam ones still don't pull out. I know I know my otter ones, you can Velcro. You know, you can like mm-hmm. look so it doesn't get in the way as much. But I don't think the clam ones pull out. They haven't in the past. They they're sewed in, so you can't clearly see out. Okay, I mean, it, at least they're they're trying to think about like how people fish. Right. You know that if you have three four guys in a house, you're going to end up with tip ups outside. Now I will say, you know, I've I have a newer clam one. It's the bigger one that we've used mm-hmm. a few times. They've made them so much better than they used to. Like, it's insulated, right? And mine's insulated. It's super nice. These poles and stuff are so much better than they used to be. Okay. Um, you know, the, you, the lines come out here and you stake them in the ice. It's so much better. Remember how we used to, like, fight with these things? Um, oh, yeah. You know, and hubs are great for people. They're lightweight. They pack easy. They're just hard to put up. I still think, you know, you have to have a drill set up to put those stakes in. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, I still, yeah. I, I do it without them. I've done it without them. Um, and the stakes have gotten better. But, yeah, I, I agree. It is much easier with a drill. Okay, so the next thing is the clam. Oh, we just did the clam lookout hub. The, we're on the Jiffy. <laughs> we're on the Jiffy. Jiffy the, is still kicking, boys the, and girls. The Jiffy Rogue. I mean, this thing is like... It is a two-speed electric auger, 80 volts, 1,300 watts of power, and the shaft goes 500 RPM. Hmm. Besides, like, just being cool, right? Like, let me Well, because it's a jiffy, it's kind of like... 
It's retro. I mean, it should weigh a lot. I mean, you have to make it weigh a lot. For some reason, it wants me to put... It says coming this fall, and I can't get there without this giant screen in the way. So 25% more ice on a single charge. Higher shaft speed. It's, it's pure adrenaline. I mean, that seems good. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm always running on that anyway. <laughs> I, so, you know, I, I it's think yellow. it's yellow. It must. It's work yellow. Better. I mean, it, it's it's nice to see another option on the market. I think um, for these things, and it's nice to see an old, an, you know, one of the original type companies to to get out there and, and try to get into that market because the gas, you know, the gas market's just dying. I would so. say it's dead. I mean, there's very few cases that you don't need electric. You can hardly sell them anymore, the gas ones. For like 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah. Um, so so this this adrenaline, or not adrenaline, I'm calling it the wrong thing. This Rogue is two speed. So the idea is that you have a slower speed inside your house and a turbo speed for outside. They also made a, a new attachment. And maybe they had this last year, but it says new. The Jiffy Torch, they made... One just specifically to run on a drill as well, which I think looks pretty cool, except I don't think... Oh, it's got a center point, I think. Yeah, right-hand rotation. Five so pounds, eight inch. This Rogue also said it has a composite auger mm -hmm. shaft. You know, I think yep. they all are kind of like that now. Not all of them, but... Yes, I mean, if you're a loyal Jiffy person or, or new in the market, I mean, I think check that out. We have the Frable Viper, V-Y-P-R. What do you think that is, Jay? It's a tip-up. Yeah. Does, doesn't a Viper... I mean, maybe I'm spelling it, saying it wrong, but V-Y-P-R sounds like Viper to me. Maybe it's very pretty tip-up. I don't know. Very V-Y. <laughs> very... I don't know. It's very pretty. I don't know. Oh, maybe it says it on the site here. Ah, uh, we better go check it out here. Let me share my Frable Viper. People are probably falling asleep right now on the show. <laughs> Sorry, wake up, come back. <laughs> so the thing, the thing about this one is it has a built-in aerator, so it keeps your hole open. Yeah, and I think that's kind of uh, that's got me interested. Yeah, I've looked at some of the anti ice up hold devices you know like you've got the boxes with the yep. candle yep it'll be interesting um i hope you know what kind of aerator they use and how that survives because this this device the reel is outside the water yeah i never so think that's a good thing i ever. i know i struggle with that a little bit because that line's gonna get water on it doesn't matter um, well, like sits above the hole, which is interesting. It is, yeah. Like, see how it like doesn't fit in; it like hangs out above. But it's got an inline ball bearing reel. So if that's got a sealed bearing on it, that's a little different. I don't know what you know, depending on what they used for grease. But Freebill's been in the biz a long time. So yeah, I think uh, I think you should buy one, Jeff, and we could try it out and uh, give an actual review back. I know it. It could be interesting. It's sixty bucks on Amazon right now. I don't yeah. know. Like it, it could last five minutes. It could be the the new version of the uh, the, the jig auto, up the automatic jig thing thing that yeah. lasts five minutes. It only works when it's warm out. This next one, I think we're, I'm moving you on. 
This okay. next one's really interesting to me. Otter, right? Yeah. Came out with a door system similar to the Eskimo. Yep. That's interesting that they decided that was uh, that was smart and came up with their own. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. It would be interesting to me to compare. You know, you'd have to almost have them side by side and compare the setup and then the stability of the structure between those two. Those yes. two. See, it's got a big. So you don't trip over the door there. Otter must have decided they were losing some market share on that. Yeah, I don't think they're all like that. But I have an Otter. I really like it. But I would like this door. But I had door. I tell you, you got big boots on. I my uh-huh. uh, cousin bought the Eskimo last year after yep. we recommended it. Yep. To him for little kids, and he's got a couple little ones, and it, it worked great because they wouldn't crappy flop over the doorway. You know, when they're all bundled up like a ball. Well, and I think the pro. I wonder if the pro means that like that's the difference like maybe they make the normal ones and this is the pro mm-hmm. I don't know. but it's almost 500 dollars, which is pretty up there for a hub shack in my opinion but it's got some in, you know it's got some interesting yeah. things and they all have different fabric all the fabrics a little different here or there but you know the thing that that i still struggle with with some of this stuff like one year warranty on it you know on the on the poles and stuff it's just a lot of cash for one year it, it's the one I have works pretty good. I used it last year. It's a two person one. It's kind of like yeah. my my mid mm-hmm. person shack, right? Like I have the one man, the two man, the giant per, eight yeah. person one, and then you have you know. So the last thing, and you were interested in this one, Jay. I am kind of, but you see my comments there about like it's one hundred dollars, hundred bucks, and no battery. I mean, that seems. Says right here, ninety nine dollars, and it's a frame with a bottom. Yeah, I'm less interested the more I've looked. Does yeah. not include fish finder, transducer, battery cover, wire, harness, rod holders, or gimbal bracket. So there's a guy on fishing one of the Facebook sites that makes shuttles. Yep. Right, and so yep. his fully outfitted with all the gizmos is about one hundred twenty five, hundred forty. Still no battery though, right? No battery. Yeah. You know, that's like, there was another site too, like Bass Hog or something. Yep. But, that, but they're all, they all kind of get up to the $100 range for a shuttle. But a lot of those then have some sort of rod holder or beer holder on them. And Last year, you found the deal for me. I did. The, the lithium shuttle from Markham. With a built-in battery, it's like custom molded into it, right? And that was a hundred bucks, right? Wasn't it a hundred bucks? One hundred and fifty, but it was. On, they're normally over two hundred. Oh, it was one hundred fifty. Yeah. That came with the battery, so the it battery's going to run you over a hundred bucks by itself, right? Yeah, that was like a Christmas holiday type deal. Yep, and it came in a bucket with, and there's a couple adapters. It saved me like one hundred fifty bucks because there's a couple adapters to hook it into my. So I have my hummingbird mounted on my lithium shovel comes off my boat from the summer Mm -hmm. and it works great and it has the battery and batteries lasted all day for me and it's got a couple lights and gizmos and plug-ins and cool so those are the that's the gear i had us lined up for did you have any other gear items that you saw jay that you were like oh we need no i kind of looked independently of you honestly and i i came up with pretty much the same stuff i i think all the um all your clothing the clam, mm-hmm. Fraybill, what are the other big ones on the ice suits? Striker. Striker. Yep. 
They've all got them. Strike Strike Master has a set. Yeah, but they all have kind of made some like clothing type improvements. Mm-hmm. You know, to the fabric, to the zippers, to the. A um, couple of them added some new lines. A um, couple of them added some women's lines. Yeah, I think with the, there's kind of errors to that too, right? There was like before we used to just wear winter clothes, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then I think Clam came out with the first original. Oli had one, right? The first original kind of ice fishing. Yeah, the ice armor. Built. Mm-hmm. And then everybody built it. And then you had the float suits, right? That was probably only like two or three years ago that those became mainstream. Yep. Um, and now everybody has a float, a non-float. It didn't seem like there was a lot of change there. It was like it's a new color. New color, some new options. Yeah. Um, some people are they're going more lightweight with some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of have, you know, if you really want to, you have your really lightweight Kind yep. of your early season stuff, your middle season stuff, yep. your late season stuff. But <laughs> I just have one stuff. <laughs> you don't open your closet and you have like like a suit for every occasion? A suit for every occasion. I'm a one suit kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The next, the next wedding I go to, it's going to have... Uh, <laughs> striker on it <laughs> striker you can show up at the wedding i couldn't afford another suit i've just got the my striker suit, suit. <laughs> my suit i don't even know what did i buy last year i don't even remember yeah. i think it was clam pants and yep. striker or something coat but think you know those all come with pad and knees so you can be on the dance floor doing some dance i could moves. be ripping it up on the, remember that i was not good at that but i i could spin <laughs> in a circle you, you could, yeah, because you padded knees. I mean, you got a butt, mm-hmm. padded butt, so if you fall on your butt, you'd be okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good. Yeah, kind of old man stuff. Good. <laughs> you can pack a beer or two in the pockets. <laughs> you can pack a whole 12-pack in those pockets. Maybe some food from the buffet. You can shove it yeah. in the pockets and just kind of yeah. eat it as you go. Yeah, yeah. See, now you're talking. All right. Well. Now you're talking. We digress. <laughs> All right. What else? So, season... The, the preview, like, we don't we want to talk about what we're going to do this season, don't we? Yeah, totally. So, uh, you got any ideas? <laughs> we've got a few. We had a few <laughs> we find do. out. We so, actually, yeah, we've got some good ideas. I think it'll be great. Next week, our second week, we will mm-hmm. be talking to Northwoods Dave. We will. And he is has built um, a very awesome ice ice house yeah he he yeah well he'll tell us all about it It, it's pretty neat we've seen it a couple of different times now in different stages of construction i have i don't know if you have you jeff jason i'm getting seasick oh i'm spinning in my chair (laughs) that's okay you'll just have to deal you're you're just spinning you can tell when i'm my attention's starting to wane i start rocking (laughs) yeah so 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 (laughs) northwoods dave will be walking us through that build that'll be pretty awesome we want to have uh we haven't yet to sign anybody up but we want to get into a little bit of fish biology this year oh boy uh jason are you paying attention (laughs) yeah i'm with you we're gonna get into fish biology yeah, so talk a little more about how fish work and why they do what they do. You know, we're hoping to get some other podcast guys on, right? I don't, I don't know if I'll mention them yet because I don't think they're locked in quite yet. But uh, we'll have some. You know, there's a few more ice fishing podcasts out there now. And last year we had the Short Rod Show on, and I think we're going to have a different uh, couple guys on from a podcast, and they can tell us um, about their show. They're 
it's certainly different than ours, and there's plenty of room for all of us out there. Because there is, yeah, we only yeah. Put, we put out about you know 15 shows last year, and I thought that was pretty good. But um, there's there's uh, I'm sure demand for more. So, and probably maybe they know a little bit more about ice fishing than we do, Jay. Ah, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. Know. Yeah, we're also going to try to get up to the Minneapolis or St. Paul ice fishing show, Jeff. Right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna do some things there. Um, we're gonna work on, uh, I think, just generally trying to find good people to bring for an interview yep. that can can give us some insight into the the fishing world more so than maybe you or I. But yeah, I mean, we had some good ones last year. You know, the the track sled guy awesome right mm-hmm. i mean i love learning about those i still want one i don't know that i can build one but I, I still want one so yeah we'll have lots lots more content like that and probably about 15 episodes again that'll get us through the season and so what what do you uh have you thought about like what's your bucket i hate to say bucket list i'm not a big bucket list kind of a list person but what's your goal do you have an ice fishing goal this winter like how many weekends or or a place you're you're gonna go. I think we we have planned tentatively our annual hard water trip. Do we want to say where that where yeah, we're looking at yeah. that? We're thinking yep. about Devils yep. um, this year, so we're planning on getting out there. Um, if long as the water ice doesn't melt again on us, <laughs> uh, we'll be on Malax for sure. I mean, I know I will be. I'm assuming you'll join me at least once out there. Yep, that's my intention. I'm gonna get out to Brushy Creek, probably early season here in Iowa as soon as I can get out there. Um, and that freezes up, um, locks up. I'm going to plan on getting out there early ice because that was pretty darn good last year for the time I was able to spend out there. So that's on my list of places to go and things to do. Um, God, yeah, I'd still love Min- to. Minnetonka, early ice. I usually like to hit Minnetonka, find some early panfish out there. I'd love to bomb up to Red Lake for a weekend. I, I've got a, a weekend in mind, but we'll see. Hmm. I like Red Lake. I've been there for a couple of years. So. I, I don't know if you'll get a pass for the weekend, I'm thinking, but we'll see what happens. All right. Yeah, we'll have to see. I know <laughs> life gets in the way, and that's okay. I mean, we like to fish, but we are we are not people who can fish every weekend, right? I mean. Well, we can, but then we'd have to live in our ice shack, probably. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would have to live there. <laughs> Yours is nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine has, mine has a bed. Right? Mine's a I 10-year-old mean, clam nanook or yeah. nook or whatever it is. <laughs> Mine at least has TV. <laughs> yeah, I got no TV. And we have Wi-Fi now. I um, My big plan for my ice shack this year is I have to figure out a stand to install this automatic, 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 um, this cookie dispenser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be important. So I can install that in my ice shack. Yeah, that will be important. That will be important. All right. Um, yeah, no, it'll be a good winter. Um, I don't know if I have any big gear plans. We'll see. I'm, I got my eye on something, but I haven't quite uh, committed yet. So we'll the see. panoptics? No, no. Oh, I, I mean, panoptics is good, but um, I totally understand the benefits of it. I just for what it costs, and yeah, and I don't know. Like you've used one, right? Yep. It's a lot. Of, it, it, they're neat, but it's it's not a small. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of futzing. Yeah. But, you know, catch more fish, catch more fish. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes the futzing, it, there's a lot to be said about just dropping your transducer in quick and seeing what's mm-hmm. going on down there. Um, now, not as well as we do with pandemic optics, but, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, 
I think I'm just ready to get on some ice because I think for me, summer fishing is done. Yeah, it's all over. Um, all right, so are we ready to move on to Legend, Jay? Yeah, you got one? Yeah, I do. So I, I have one. It is not a winter ice fishing legend, though. It's just a fishing legend. We're going we're gonna to take it. We're going to, I don't know, it's kind of weird to start off the year without a nice fishing legend, but it'll it'll go at us to do better. So this happened to me this summer. Um, I was fishing on Mille Lacs, and uh, I think this is pretty much everywhere, but certainly in Minnesota and certainly in Mille Lacs, the lake was down, oh, I bet you three feet. I mean, it wow. was low. It was low, right? And, and you know, I didn't get out my measuring step me- measure, but it was low, right? It was, I mean, a lot of boat launches just weren't able to be accessed, right? It, it, and my boat's pretty, pretty small. Like, you can go into most any access and... It was hard. So I launched my boat, and this was the last weekend, back on the trailer. So I'm waiting to get out of my boat. There's a truck in the ramp, and there's a couple people with the truck. And this truck still had license plates on it, or new plates. Like, it was brand new F-150, right? Like, didn't even have real license plates yet. And they had just launched their boat, and there was a guy in the boat, and then a couple people that were with the truck, right? So pretty standard practice when you have multiple people. One guy mm-hmm. hops in the boat, backs up the trailer, he packs the boat out, and then the other people pull the truck out of the way so it can be nice and efficient, right? Put the boat in. Because the lake is so low, he had drifted kind of, I'll say, out of the channel. Like off to the sides of the boat ramp, there was like sandbars, right? Because the water's so low. Normally you'd float there, it'd be fine, but the water's low. So the boat gets stuck on one of these sandbars, right? And he's not able to dislodge his boat from the sandbar. And so he's in the boat, boat stuck on the sandbar, just outside of where the boat was launched. And the pickup truck with the trailer is sitting on the boat ramp running, right? And I hear the person in the truck go, Hey, you've still got the keys. Oh, no. (laughs) So... So, so I don't know. I, I actually think they maybe could have drove it away in retrospect because, you know, a lot of these new cars, they just have a key fob and you push a button, right? And I think once they're started, I think they'll drive, mm-hmm. right? Even with even though you didn't have the yeah. key bit. I don't think they thought that would work, and so they didn't try it, and I didn't think about it either. And, and I'm invested in this situation because um, I need to get my boat out. Well, there's a truck. There's, it's only one ramp launch. There's a truck with a trailer sitting on the launch running with no keys. Oh, God. Right? So I'm like, well, I mean, I would have helped him anyways. But I'm like, yeah, we'll go help these people, right? And so so then I hear the guy go, don't worry, I'll just throw the key on shore. Right? And they're maybe 30 yards off of shore. He's got the key in his hand, and I'm going... This is gonna don't, end don't, don't throw the key. Don't, don't throw, throw the, the key. key. Don't do it. <laughs> he threw the key. Oh God! And then it hit the it hit land. I'm like, oh, it made it to land. Thank goodness, because that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you mm-hmm. know how lakes are. It wasn't that deep. You probably could have found it, but once you drop something in the lake, it's it's, it's pretty easy to misjudge distance too. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So so it made it to shore. Everything seemed like it was a good right until. It's rocky shore, right? Okay. Big rocks. And there, it's fall. There's leaves and stuff in the way. And, and so 
now the search is on for the key because it did hit the shore and everybody watched it hit the shore but now you need to find where the key went they couldn't find it um well they continued their search for the key in the rocks i had a rope you know in the boat which is usually pretty standard and i put my you know that the square throwable you always have to have in your boat mm-hmm. yeah the seat cushion yeah i just tied my rope onto that because i had a big kind of metal end on it and i was worried about hitting their boat <laughs> tentless fiberglass yeah i know i mean it was an older boat but so i checked it over him so i was able to like kind of reel him in off the reef because i don't know if he had a you know i pulled him in um so he was able to the boat at least wasn't floating and stuck um so he then we went and searched. They finally found the key in the rocks, and pulled and pulled the truck away, and then I could get my boat out. But it, it's just not a good sign when your truck's uh, running on the boat launch and the keys in the boat that's stuck on the lake. <laughs> those newer cars, though, that's the deal, Matt. My little little brother, they uh, had a rental car like that, and his I think it was his wife or him got all the way away from the hotel to a like a grocery store and didn't have the key. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like. 20 miles away. Yep. So now he's paranoid about it with his truck, too. Like, he he always puts the key back in the car or whatever because he's just worried about, like, getting yep. all the way from Minnesota to Iowa without the key. Oh, yeah. Because oh, until yeah. you shut it off, it just keeps going. Yep. My uh, There's a couple stories along that because my, my brother-in-law, they stopped somewhere and he lost the key. They never shut the car off. They drove all the way to the cabin. It's not but, a very good theft deterrent. No. Like, if you leave that car running mm-hmm. and unlocked, it could yep. just go. Until the gas runs out. And just keep putting gas in it and never shut it yeah, off. You get a long ways from home. But the other thing you learned is if you if that does happen, the only way to get your car started is to have it towed to the dealership. <laughs> Unless you get another key. Unless you get another key. And that's what they did in the case, that case. They drove all the way home and somebody had to drive another key. Jeez. Wow. And, anyways. All right. Well, I I think that's. Uh, can someone please send us a nice fishing story? <laughs> so, sweet off to lunch horror stories. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate. So, on that note, please do continue to send your legends into us. Send us pictures. I think I've got one set up for our next show if we don't get any more. And so, please keep sending those in. Um, and we may may do a project around that this year. I'll let you know. I haven't decided yet. Awesome. So, thanks again for everybody. If you made it to this point in the show, you're you're a hardcore, <laughs> hard water fishing show fan. Our first one's always tough. We apologize for that. We'll get better. We promise. Just hang in there, and uh, we look forward to to seeing you seeing you all and listening, having you listen to our show again. Have a great great night. Thanks. Cheers. Tight lines. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.